Welcome again. And you know what that time is? It's time for when the prophet speaks. Y'all, it's uh tonight's gonna be a show, y'all. Guaranteeing y'all that. So I hope y'all are ready for tonight because we got to discuss something tonight. And so come on in real quick, share with your followers, share with your family, share with your your peoples, your peeps, even your pastors and stuff. Share with them and stuff like that. So come on in real quick. Go ahead and put your chat. Let me hear where you're coming in from. Wanna Make sure I give a uh, shout out tonight and stuff. Cause I know we've been off for a couple of weeks now, uh, two weeks, I think we've been off. So we're back on last week. I had to take some time because I was tired. Y'all I was, I was just tired and stuff. So, uh, but it's all good. You know, we do this thing for the Lord. And so I know the Lord wants us to be in good health. Uh, and that's how we prosper in good health and stuff. So we have to take care of ourselves and make sure we're rested up when we can, because that's what we're supposed to do. So, I took some time off just to rest to get my mind right and get get situated. So tonight we are going to be talking about something that um, has been uh, one of the, I think something I've been kind of looking at for the past few days and I actually had an encounter with yesterday, which made me uh, say I, we got to discuss this tonight and stuff. So also tonight we'll be on Anchor. That's right. We have a new podcast channel on Anchor. Uh, Prophet Kevin D.K. Malone on Anchor. You can catch any of the podcasts that we have on my Anchor platform. Uh, the link is on my Facebook page if you're on there, which I think I posted it last week. And so you can also uh, support this ministry as we do the work of the Lord, however we can and stuff. I know some people have been requesting uh, me to start a podcast channel because they like the Uber and everything like that and listen to podcasts as they drive. Or some might even just like to listen to it while they're at work and stuff. I know I do that a lot and stuff because we have Facebook blocked in my job. So I can't always get on unless I turn off my Wi-Fi. So, but who wants to do that? So anyways, but yeah, so we're on anchor right now. So make sure you go over there and subscribe to my anchor platform over there. And uh, that way you can get any of the, any of the past shows that we have, we will be loading those on anchor. So I'll be starting that this weekend. They'll be loaded up there starting this weekend on anchor. So make sure you go over there and support and stuff. Good, good evening, Joanne. Good to see you on. And so, yeah, we took some time off last week. And, uh, yeah, it's just one of the things. So we got some great things coming up here in the future, y'all, because I am excited as always. So tonight's show, we're going to be talking about what is going on with the food. That's tonight's topic. What is going on with the food, man? And I know y'all have not probably noticed this, but, you know, I have, you know, we've been hearing it a lot. I think last week, President Biden came on and said that there was, this was going to be a summer of of uh, a summer of starvation is what he said. Now, why he said that, I don't know why. I, I would have worded it much differently, but that's what he said, okay? And so I don't know if he was trying to pull the the drama out of it and stuff and trying to trying to make people more fearful because I do believe, I do believe people in 
and leadership of this country will say things to make things seem more dire and make people more fearful. And then we know when, when, when Cobina started two years ago, what happened with that? Because what happened? Everybody started buying toilet paper. Okay. For, for crying out loud, everybody started buying toilet paper. Like they was not going to be able to go to the bathroom. I have no idea why they did that and stuff. So now we're starting to see some things where they're, they're calling it supply chain shortages. And so tonight I'm going to, I'm going to have a couple articles we're going to talk about tonight and I'm going to pull this in scripture because there's something that we're in the book of revelations and discussing and we're not at that chapter yet, but I felt we, I felt the need that we could jump ahead a little bit. And so we're going to jump into part of chapter six tonight, because I believe uh, this is something that we could very much be seeing very soon uh, with the coming return of Jesus Christ and stuff. So, you know, I think a lot of people need to start looking at this. One of the things that I always talk about is about preparedness and being prepared for that time of trouble. And so I would consider this to be a time of trouble. And it's a especially reason why I would call this a time of trouble. And I'm going to show that tonight. So before we get any further, let's go into a word of prayer. And I got quick announcement and stuff, and then we're going to get into it. Okay. So most gracious Heavenly Father, we just thank you this evening, Lord. We thank you for your grace and mercy that you have over our lives, Lord God. Lord, we just ask that you be with us tonight, Lord God, as we go through your word. And we look at the things that's happening in the earth today, oh God, and that we just give you strength on tonight, Lord God, that we can understand these things, Lord God, that you would have us to understand for such a time as this, oh God. So if we are not walking in a spirit of fear, oh God, we are walking with a, with fullness of faith, oh God, knowing that you are in control of all things, oh God. But your son said that these things would happen before he returns, oh Lord. And we just thank you for finding us worthy to be here for such a time as this. Now, Lord, we just ask you to be with us on this live, oh God. Cancel any assignments of the enemy to try to disrupt. Uh, shut off, uh, uh, disrupt in any kind of way tonight, Lord God. We bind them up right now in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God. We just thank you. And all these things we pray in your son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, so I hope y'all were, uh, I, I'm not going to say anxious because that's not the word I was looking for, but I hope y'all are ready for tonight, you know? I hope y'all are ready. Some people were wondering what was going on last week. I was like, look, I had to take a rest, okay? Because I had a lot going on in my on my, on my mind, on my plate and I also want to thank those of you who have been praying for me and my family as we had the uh, the passing of my aunt on a week ago. And so uh, funeral services was this past Friday. I wasn't able to attend, but I was there in spirit and stuff. So I thank you all for uh, continuing to lift my family up uh, during this time. We've had a lot of death this past year, which I know a lot of people have had in their families uh, experienced a lot of death. And so, uh, but I thank each and every one of you who continually to reach out and pray for us. And just even if you don't even say nothing to us, even if you just you see a post or something and you just happen to pray and intercede because God has made you an intercessor. I thank you for that, because uh, I mean, all prayers needed right now at this time period. So uh, just to keep my family lifted up in prayer as they're going through this time right now, because it's not easy losing a mother. I know I've lost my mother. My mother went. I want to say lost my mother, went home to be with the Lord in 1992 when I was age 16 uh, during Christmas time. So uh, I've had to. The many years to learn how to live with uh with your mother not being around and stuff. So uh I know how my cousins are kind of feeling right now and everything. So I just continue to lift them up and encourage them uh, during this time period because I know it's very difficult and stuff. So so let's get into it real quick. So I have some announcements. What do I have up here on my thing? Because my thing did not load right. I see. So also on Fridays, if you had not heard of you yet, you know the best DJ. Uh, Christian hip hop DJ in the country. Yours truly, Pastor DK. Catch me on the Christian Life Radio block party every Friday here on Christian Life Radio station. Uh, make sure you go download that app, Christian Lifers, if you're on the Apostolic Network. 
And if you have to be on Google Play because you play too much, it's okay. We got an app for you too. Make sure you get it. It's called Christian Lifers. And I go on there every Friday from 6 p.m. Central Standard Time to 8 to uh, 8 p.m. And stuff playing but nothing but the best and latest in Christian hip-hop and contemporary gospel music from all around the world. So, yeah, shout out to Christian Life Radio Station and everybody attached to that station. My God, it's also. Anyway, if you haven't gotten your copy of Surviving Food, Breaking the Strongholds, written by my lovely wife, Pastor Duella Malone, you can get your copy on our website at dmichelle.com. That's Surviving Food. We have it in hardback. Uh, not hardback. We got it in, in uh, print copy. Okay. And we also have it in a PDF where you can get an ebook format. I also got that there too. And so you can choose whichever one you want. Get both if you like. If you want, if you want to just if you want to just travel, you want to have it on your iPad, your phone, and you want a physical copy because you want to mark. Hey, do what you got to do. Okay, what I'm saying go ahead and support. Get that book, Surviving Food, Breaking the Strongholds and stuff. So, oh my God. Anyways, we are going to get into it tonight. Got the formalities out of the way. So tonight. It's going to be one of them nights, y'all. I'm telling y'all right now. It's going to be one of them nights. I hope y'all ready. Because this one is going to kind of blow your mind. It's going, to, it's, it's going to blow your mind. If you have not experienced some of the stuff that we are dealing with in this country right now, if you hadn't experienced any of this stuff uh, that we're going to be talking about tonight, you need to make sure you plan accordingly. You need to make sure you plan in advance for anything that could happen for your family, not just for yourself. But for your families, even if you know people in your family that don't, that they say, oh, you know, this is nothing. It's, it's going to pass. It's going to be all right. It's going to be passed. No, be be a steward and 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 do what Joseph did. Store up. <laughs> nothing wrong with storing up some food and stuff. And so I'm, I'm a big proponent of that. I make sure we're always prepared here at my house and stuff. But it's sad when a lot of people don't think that these days can happen. And we've been seeing them for the past two years during COVID. And and now we're at a situation where it is getting worse. It is getting way worse. And I'm going to show you why it's getting worse. Because uh, contrary to what people say in the media, okay, they want to blame everything on um, another country over there. Usher. They want, to, they want to blame it on Usher. I'm going to say it like that because I ain't say the word because I don't want to get kicked off. But they want to blame it on, on, on Uten and Usher. That this is the reason why gas prices are high, reason why food is no food and stuff like that. But you got to understand something with this. Not all of our gas comes from over there. About 7% actually. 7% cannot drive your gas prices up that high. Okay. It's something else that happened with that. And not only that, because that's up so high, we've gotten, uh, you know, food disruptions. And most people think because of transportation of food. Now, this is not like. What we experienced, if you remember, after the Iraq war started in 2003 and post-September 11th, during that time period for about eight years, we had high gas prices. We had very extremely high gas prices during the time period where most people had to really choose between putting gas in a car or putting food in a cabinet. It was an either-or situation. And, and we're at a situation right now, we're back in that very same mode again. Except for this time, it's a little different because now... Uh, where where it was, uh, we were getting the inflation because of uh, transportation costs of getting the food from the farm to the store, the transportation costs. Now it has gotten much worse because now there's just not enough food. There's just not enough food, y'all. And there's a reason behind this. And I want to uh, get into this real quick because um, 
let's get our scriptures out the way before we get started in this, because I want to show this to you. This is going to be a serious one tonight. And if you have some people that, you know, that normally are on with you, go ahead and uh, tag them in it, shin it to them, uh, get them on here, because this is some information that they need to know and stuff, because I'm going to, I'm going to tell it like a TI is. That's the, that's the only way I can do it. I can't do it any other way. So let's get into this real quick. So how we always do it, you know, when we are reading the God's word, let's see here. Uh, try to get this right. Nope. I knew I was going to mess that up. Because <laughs> I'm on the wrong tab. There we go. All right. So here we go. Isaiah chapter 28, verses 9 and 10. And it reads, uh, Whom shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Then who are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. Verse 10 it says, for precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Let's jump down to Psalm 119, verse 104, and it says, through thy precepts, I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Same chapter, let's jump down to verse 128. It says, therefore I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way. Let's jump down to Ecclesiastes verse uh, chapter 1, verse 9. It says uh, that the thing that hath been is that which, ha- which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done, and there is no new thing under the sun. Jump down to chapter 3, verse 15. It says, and that which has been is now. Okay? And that which hath been is now, and that which is to be hath already been, and God requireth that which is past, all right? So we're going to get into one other passage tonight. So I said we're going to jump ahead tonight because I think this one is going to be important uh, for us to understand what we're dealing with with this food. And let's go into a very familiar passage of Scripture in Revelation chapter 6 because I believe this is going to be something that can tell us a lot real quick, turn it off, a lot of what is going on because this is something that is going to be very necessary for us to really understand in this time period. We're going to go and let Revelation chapter 6. Let's look at this real quick. Revelations chapter 6. We're going to do verses 1 through 8 tonight. And this is going to give us context of what we're talking about on tonight concerning food. Revelation chapter 6, and it says, And I saw when the Lamb opened up, opened one of the seals, and heard, as it were, a noise of thunder on one of the four beasts, saying, Come and see. And I saw and beheld a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. And when he opened up the second seal, I heard a second beast say, Come and see. And there went out one another horse that was red, and power was given unto him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. Verse 5, And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he was he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. Pay attention now. Verse 6, And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts saying, Measure a measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny, and see thou not hurt the oil and the wine. Verse 7, And when he had opened up the fourth seal, I heard a voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked and beheld a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him. And a power was given unto him over the fourth part 
of the earth. Now, we're going to break this down because I want y'all to understand something right now. And power was given to him, was given unto him over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword and with hunger and with death and with the beast of the earth. All right. That's what we're dealing with tonight. Oh, man. So what is going on with the food, y'all? And so for one thing, I mentioned in the beginning of this that, you know, President Biden last week said that this was going to be a summer of starvation. And I began to look at that and I was like, okay, why would, why would someone, you know, do a press conference and pretty much, you know, um, state this? It, it was something that kind of just really uh, made me really question uh, the motive behind why they felt the need of saying such a thing. Well, I began to do some research, as I always do. I like doing research. And so I started noticing this a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't think nothing of it really back then. But then as, a, as the past week started going on, I started realizing something. There was beginning to be a lot of stories that were coming out about something that I think America was not really privy to or wasn't really quite paying attention to. And what is it? That is the fact that a lot of food distribution centers have been burning down. And that was a lot of things that are uh, right now that's having problems with food distribution centers catching on fire. Let me see, make sure I get this thing set up here real, right real quick. Because this is becoming a major problem right now. This is becoming a major, major problem right now. So right now we've been having nothing but a, ma- a lot of major food processing plants have been catching on fire. And this has been going on for the past six months. And so when President Biden last week said that this was going to be a season of starvation because of supply chain shortages, that was not the whole truth. The whole truth was at the beginning of this year, most of these plants started catching on fire. As we see here in this article, it says food processing plants have been catching on fire. Here's why. And it said there's a weird trend going around And it isn't a new TikTok dance, but rather food processing plants catching on fire. Since the beginning of this year, there have been a high number of food distributing and processing facilities catching on fire and creating massive damage. Why are so many food processing plants catching on fire? That's a very good question. Why? Why are there so many that are catching on fire? Because I believe there's, if you ever worked in manufacturing, you know there's certain safety protocols and things that have to take place when you're working in manufacturing to make sure no uh, no fires or anything like that happen or anything that could cause any disruption in the, in the production, in a sense, okay? Because in manufacturing, there could be some very dangerous things that happen. And so because of that, you know, uh, you have to go through constant OSHA training. You got to do all these different things certifications and stuff just to be able to work in a plant doing the fire drills and safety drills and everything like that, not including the numerous and numerous and numerous inspections that have to take place in order for the facility to operate. Now that's just manufacturing in general. That goes for anything, whether you're building a car where you got a food processing plant, where you got electronics manufacturing facility, it's all the same protocols that go into manufacturing. So the question is, Why are there so many of these food distribution and processing plants catching on fire? And these are not small fires. These are large fires. These are humongous fires. Mainly, also, these are are basically turning into a total loss. And this has been happening throughout the country. So 
when you wonder why you don't have stuff on the, on the store shelves, it's not that it's caught on a boat somewhere stuck out in the ocean. That's a very small part of it. Because most of the food that we make, that we eat here, does not come from overseas. It's made here. Okay? And so now you're having all these fires breaking out in places where food is being manufactured or processed. So what do you think that's going to happen to the average consumer, you and me? What do you think is going to happen with that? Because we can no longer go and get a loaf of bread from the store shelf because guess what? The processing plant that makes the bread burned down. Or the one that really got me this week was yesterday was a good friend of mine, uh, Apostle Kenny and his wife, Pastor Kwana, with their little, little daughter. She had been looking since Sunday trying to find baby formula. And she couldn't find any. And there was two reasons for that one. One, the manufacturer that makes Similac had a recall. So all of the stuff got pulled from the shelves. It's very convenient how right now when you're having a food shortages, that Similac would be recalled. Okay? Similac being recalled. Pulled from the store shelves. So what does that leave? Infamil. Okay? And so now everybody's buying up Infamil. So it's almost as like this is a created disaster when you think about it. Because many of us will do anything we can for our children, but we will not let our children starve. We won't. We'll make sure they eat before we eat. But how do you do it with an infant who's on formula? That was the thing that really that really um, got me yesterday when, I, when they sent me a message about that. I said, I'm going around the stores. I'm going to go find some. I mean, I, I went to four stores yesterday. I went to four stores yesterday looking for formula <laughs> for my friend's daughter. And I could not find what they was the one that they were looking. I couldn't find it. Every store I went to, the shelves were empty. Don't believe me? Go around there and look. But you got to think about the mentality that that parents are in right now. Not to mention you have high gas prices. Okay. You got food shortages where you can't get enough food to eat for yourself, and now you can barely find food for the infants. Barely find it. Barely. Well, that's right. Julie, Julie said in, in, in her says because people are trying to reset their books because they don't have the inventory. So instead of filing breakers, they're allowing their buildings to burn. That's absolutely probably true. They will. They would rather take the insurance claim than to file bankruptcy. That's crazy. But I believe I believe that probably could be it. I believe that could be a part of it. But I believe it's a bigger agenda because, like you said in Revelation six, as we talked about here, it said a penny for some wheat and and a penny for three bales of barley. Okay. So that's, 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 if you think about the time when that was written, the penny was worth a lot of money back then in, in, in the time when this was written in the revelation six. Okay. That was like a day's pay back then. And so we think about how much we have to spend now on gas. Think about how much they're paying right now for food. And it's not just us. Think about that. Let me, let me, let me pull this up real quick because I want to, um, I want to play this little thing I have here for you real quick, because I believe it's important for us to kind of really get this. So let's go. There is a real issue facing new parents here in Western New York and across the country, for that matter, a baby formula shortage. Daybreak's Alexandra Rio shows us what parents are going through right now to get their newborns the formula they need. Moms all over the country are trying to get their hands on one of these. I went to BJ's, I went to Target, I went to Walmart, and I went to Tops, and all four of those stores were completely out. I checked online, 
The parent's choice that I get for our son is not available. According to a leading retail analysis company, baby formula shortages were at 23% in January. That number has increased to 31 in April. The shortages are caused by product recalls, supply chain issues, and inflation. I was crying for at least three hours, wondering how I'm going to feed my baby. It's very stressful. Um, I feel like I ultimately kind of am failing as a mother because I can't provide for my child the way I need to. But I know that it's not because, you know, I, I didn't create a shortage. My baby almost went out without food for at least a day because I couldn't find it. And it's expensive. I had almost no money to get it. <sighs> I struggle sometimes to find it. Because of the shortage, moms like Cassidy and Samantha are now having to pay at least twice as much to find the food they need for their babies. Well, you could get a name brand can of formula for $19.99. Um, but the problem is the name brand or the store brand is not available. So you have to go and buy the actual brand. So I use um, Parents' Choice Walmart. That can is $19.99, but it's not available. There, you can't find any kind of store brand anywhere. So you have to go and buy this $45 can of formula. Even with the help of government support programs, moms are still having to pay the price to help feed babies like Hudson. I do get WIC now, but I still have to buy an extra three cans a month, which is literally expensive. If I can even find it. But thankfully for Samantha's baby, he will soon be off of baby formula. Fortunately for me, our baby is getting a little bit older. So eventually he will be able to start going on milk. But, you know, it scares me. Like, is there going to be a milk shortage also? Um, you know, I, I just don't know. The world is so unpredictable. Both Cassidy and Samantha have been able to get the baby formula cans that they need. But Melissa and Pete, there are moms out there in our community right now who haven't been able to. So tomorrow morning, we'll present you some resources and even talk to some health experts for more information. Oh, Alex, yeah, I mean, being a new mom is hard enough, but then not being able to find baby formula or afford it when, again, those cans of Enfamil going for $45, $50, $60 a piece, it is Heartbreaking and crisis mode for a lot of families in Western New York. It's an important story you're bringing us, Alex, and we'll look forward to hearing more about the resources out there for families tomorrow on Daybreak. Thanks, Alex. Man, that that right there is, um, I, I know the pain. and I, I, I mean, I don't have a young cop, child, but, I mean, Pastor Kwan is on here right now. She could probably tell you uh, probably how she felt this week. I mean, I just, like I said, I went to four stores yesterday and I was like, this is, this is, this is something bigger than I think most people are really actually thinking about right now and stuff. I mean, because when you, when you really honestly think about the mental, the mental heartache it can put on a mother or a father realizing that they cannot provide for their child because there is nothing for them. And just like the lady said, you couldn't even get the generic brand. The generic brand wasn't even available. And some of this stuff was like, I was looking at it, it's like $37 a can, $37, $40 a can. I'm like, good God almighty. Pastor Kwana said, I went, she went to 11 stores to find it. I did four, okay? In the midst of me leaving from downtown, stopping at one, and I just said, let me run right here real quick and see if I can find something, okay? Come home, went back out, went to three more stores after that, and still didn't find anything. And I was like, man, I was really praising God with the fact that they, they were able to find some and stuff. And so for, for those of you who are in any part of the country, uh, you know, watching this live or, you know, if you know someone that, um, that, um, is in your family that is needing somewhere, man, find the food and send it to them. Just find it, overnight it to them or something like that. 
because I'm pretty sure you're going to find stuff in some other parts of the state or some other parts of the country. And you can send it to a loved one that's in, that's going to be needing this because this is going to last a while. This is not something that's just, okay, it's just going to be a month or two or anything like that. And that's going to be the end of it because when a supply chain gets dwindled, as we saw from COVID as a supply chain gets dwindled, you know, it takes literally a year for that supply chain to be, um, Back up to full capacity, at least 80% capacity takes a year. They say it literally takes 18 months for a supply chain disruption to be completely removed. I mean, that that's that's to me, that's uh that's a lot. And so right now, you know, I know Brother Juice is like, you know, we need to some others need to get back to back to nursing. Yes, that's true, but then some can't nurse. Some some physically can't nurse. Why? Because uh, pharmaceutical companies have, have made us so dependent upon um, medications that we don't want to give that to our child. Okay, we don't we don't want to we don't want to breastfeed that and give that to the infant because we don't know the ramifications of what that can do. So a lot of choose not to do that for that particular reason. Okay, not to mention it's, it's sometimes out of convenience. You're 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 a full time working mom, and you know you can't. Sometimes your job might not uh, allow you to nurse there or you don't have a facility to nurse, okay, for your child. I know like at my job, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, we we uh, set up a nursing room, okay, a lactation room in my job. Now, we didn't have anybody in my job that was pregnant, but because we have outside attorneys that do come in to do litigation on cases, you know, we had to have an area for those nursing lawyers to come in and be able to, uh, uh, you know, pump breast milk or whatever they need to do at that time period, because, you know, that was just necessary. So it was like, I was all in. I said, man, let's, let's do this. Let's get this, let's get this together. Cause I, I understood the need at that point. That was a couple of years ago that we did that. Then COVID started and ain't nobody used it since. <laughs> so, I mean, I might go in there and take a nap every now and then. Now let me stop. Let me stop. I ain't, ain't going to abuse my privilege. Yo having access but still that's one of the things right there that a lot of people don't understand there's not the, you don't always have the ability to do those kind of things and so when you look at the scriptures in revelation 6 and you see where one of the one of the uh uh one of the the horsemen is to take peace from the earth and to ration food i mean that should make you really really honestly think about that for a second because we're dealing with these things that are in the last days that many of us, I know my mommy say, oh, we in the last days. I didn't see none of them. I'm like, mama, you've been saying that, okay? But now we actually are in it, okay? But is the church paying attention to it? Is the church paying attention and is the church listening? Or are we too wrapped up in, 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 in what we're doing inside the four walls that we, we forget what's going on outside the four walls until we get back outside the four walls? Are you listening to the intercessors or the prophets that are telling you and warning you, hey, you need to store up on some food, you need to stock up on some food, you do this and stuff like that, okay? Because these, these days are really upon us right now. We, we had the warning when, when Cobina started two years ago. We had the warning then. And what did people do? Run out and bought all the daggum toilet paper they could find. But many, okay, many did not even have the, have the inclination Okay, you know what? Um, 
I need to buy food. So what did they do? They went to the freezer section and bought all the meat. They bought all the frozen foods. They bought all the stuff that would be perishable. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, my wife would tell you, I've always had an emergency stash of food in my cabinet. When we got married, I, she's like, what is, this, what is this bucket you got in here? I said, that's my emergency food. She's like, what? Emergency food. I said, what is it? Dry goods and dry staples and stuff. Stuff like that that I can use to make with something to give me, to sustain me in the time of trouble. Okay? This is something I've been doing for seven years of being being uh being prepared. That's right. People had deep freezers putting their packing their deep freezers up. Yes, that's good. But then when we had that problem with uh in the winter time, or was it in 2021 when the lights went out for all that time, okay? And people had all this food stored up from the pandemic, and now they didn't have no power for a whole week and a half. Was that wise? I wouldn't think so. <laughs> because I would hate to have to uh try to eat up all that stuff because your power's out and you don't know when your power's gonna get back on. Okay, these are the kind of things that in now in this day and age, we have to really honestly think about this, especially the church. If, jo- if Joseph, if Joseph told Pharaoh to store up uh, food because there was going to be seven years of plenty and seven years of famine and he stored up enough to feed the entire land and the people surrounding them. OK, do you not think that that thing should still be going on today? Should we not store up for when? The famine comes because right now we're in the famine. Okay. Most people don't think we're in a famine right now because they have access to go get gas. Okay. They have access to go get a little bit of something at the grocery store. You might not be able to go spend everything that you, you get your $700 food stamps for. Okay. But at least you have something you can go get. All right. But now we're in a time where we're and truly now there is a famine in the land. We've had all the years of plenty before this. But now we're in the family. God bless you, Prophet Teresa. Good to see you on. There is a family in the land. And so y'all know I normally do an emergency preparedness show in September. I don't always do that and stuff. And so uh, I'm, I'm feeling urged to do this now, but I'm now even noticing if, even if you try to get some emergency food right now, you might not be able to find it. And if you do, it's going to be just like everything else. The price is going to be astronomical. I remember just a few months ago, I spent uh maybe about $300 and got me like a six-month supply of food. Now, to get that same amount, it's going to cost me well to $1,500 to $1,700 to get that same amount. So I'm trying to find alternative ways to, to, to make that stretch if necessary. But this is where we also have to be wise. Remember, our parents used to always say, don't waste your food. Better eat all that food. Only get what you're going to eat. Don't get, don't get a whole bunch and throw half a plate away. See, we, we in this country have become very wasteful with things. We have become gluttonous and we have become wasteful. We have become, and I'm, this, is gonna, this might throw some of y'all off. We have become gluttonous with the things of God and we have become gluttonous in our flesh. And what is gluttony? Gluttony is a sin. What do you mean? Gluttony of, the, gluttony of the things of God. You consume so much of the word, but you don't share it with nobody. The, 
the, the great commission that Jesus Christ was that go ye therefore teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That go ye therefore teaching part is the part that many of us have become gluttonous about because we have not gone forth to teach nobody nothing. So yeah, you 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 say you call, but you sit right there in your seat in church every Sunday. You don't you don't go teach nobody. You don't even give nobody the word at your job when the opportunity uh, pre, pre, uh, 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 presents itself. You don't even do that. And so yes, there's a thing that we have to understand in the church that we have become very gluttonous when it comes to the things of God, and we have become very gluttonous. To our flesh. Why? Because we don't know how to deal with a little. Wasn't it Paul that says, I know how to, uh, I know how to be with little. I know how to be a light. I know, I know how to be a base and I know how to abound. Okay. So yes, I've had times in my life where I've had plenty, but I've had a majority of my life where I had very little. Okay. So things, these things, these, these things where people want all this, these glitz and glamour, they want all this nice stuff. That stuff doesn't move me. Because I know when it comes to the time, I can't, I can't take none of that stuff with me. It's just going to be sitting there for the next person. But if I store up something that leave a legacy for my children, even if I don't make it, at least I know they can be sustained for at least a little while. How many of you have life insurance? Okay. These are the things that we have to now really think about. Because you know what? The life insurance industry right now is on the verge of financial collapse. Many of you probably don't even know that. I don't even know if I have people who sell life insurance here. But life insurance, the life insurance industry is physically on the verge of collapse. It's on the verge of collapse right now. Why? Because of what we went through for the past two years. The amount of death has strained the financial industry when it comes to life insurance and life annuities that they can no longer pay out the premiums that people have been buying. Uh-oh. So, so if they're having a problem being able to pay out that, what do you, what do you plan to do? What, 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 are, what are the things that you have planned in case you had this million-dollar insurance policy thinking that, oh, my family's set up in case something happened to me, then something happens to you, and that insurance company says, well, you know, we can't, we can't pay that out right now. We can only do uh, uh, this amount right now. See, these are the things that we have to be very wise when it comes to we have to we have to practice wisdom with this stuff because Christ told us these things were going to happen he told us Matthew 24 Luke 21 Mark 13 all these things have told us this for years and many of us had glanced over it and never bothered to see well I won't be here I'll be raptured out of here this stuff we're not going to be here when this stuff happened guess what <laughs> are you raptured out right now nope are you experiencing these things yep why? Because people have misinterpreted what Christ said. He said, all these things will happen and then the end will come. So, yes, we're going to see these days of extreme famine and extreme drought. We're dealing with drought here in Texas. All these things are not uncommon to us. This is why when I read, I, I, I bring that scripture in the beginning, Ecclesiastes chapter one, verse nine, Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse 15. I bring that into that, that part of why we study, because these very things that talked about in scripture that have and will be and shall be again, and there's nothing new under the sun. That's why that's there. So we don't be caught. Well, wow. Why didn't the Lord tell us this? You got the word right in front of you, but, but how much dust is it on it? How, how much, 
I mean, come on. I mean, these things are not, not, I mean, they're, I mean, you really have to really think about this stuff. There's churches. I know churches that matter of fact, one of the fires that, that I talked about, uh, uh, for these things was a, um, let me see if I can find if it was in this article. Cause there was one that was a church, a church had a food pantry and the church had 50,000, 50,000 tons of food. This church has stored up. So they're, they were fulfilling, you know, they were doing what, what Joseph did, okay? They did that. But then the whole building burned down. They lost everything. 50 tons of food a church had stored up. Scrolling through this, because this, 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 this website has a list of all the fires that have happened since the beginning of this year. One was a Walmart distribution center that caught on fire in, in March. So these things right here are, are so eye-opening that many of us don't bother to bother to pay attention to. Uh, this one brought me over to Twitter. Let me see if it's going to let me. Okay. Yeah, let me see if this works here. Look at this real quick. I pulled this from Twitter. And so these are a list of some of the fires that have happened in the past several months. Going back to February 15th, Bonanza Meat Company building fire in uh, Presidio Drive near downtown El Paso. Fire erupts at meat processing facility in Laquana County. That was in November of last year. Crews battle major fire at Cobb County Meat Company. Outside of Atlanta. Fire shuts down Nebraska JBS beat plant. Massive fire at Salinas Food Processing Plant contained, contained evacuations lifted. They had to evacuate the entire town because the fire was so bad and, and it had a uh, there was a chemical fire involved with it. So they had to evacuate the entire area. Cattle's rescued after destroyed fire after destroyed uh, fire destroys meat market. Large fire at Tyson Poultry Plant in Hannesville, Alabama. I know where y'all Julius, you know where Hannesville is? Hannesville is? I think I think I, I think I remember where that is. I think it's up there near um uh I think it's where Birmingham or Huntsville, I believe, is where that where it's it up there, I believe. Here's the one I think is going to hit the hit the kids at home right here. Fire shuts down Hot Pockets plant in Jonesboro. Uh-oh. Hot Pocket. Y'all ain't going to get no Hot Pockets. Y'all, there's going to be a shortage of Hot Pockets. That was in February. So that, what, what was that? No, that was March 17th. So that's going to, we probably going to be feeling that one here pretty soon. If we haven't started already. Baby, make sure you get them Hot Pockets. It's gonna be a shortage of hot pockets. <laughs> Fire shows down hot pockets plants in Jonesboro. Wisconsin River Meat uh River Meats uh says portions of Monson plant a total loss after fire. All these meat processing plants catching on fire. What now what do they do in meat processing plants? They basically uh kill the cow or kill the pig or kill the hog or whatever it is and stuff, and then they can it up or whatever. Interesting. Fires destroyed Delhi Star Meat Plant in Santa Clara County, California. So all these fires are major and regional. They're in different regions of the country. So think about where what region you're in. And if I believe I'm not mistaken, FEMA has broken up the America to be in seven different regions. It's either six or it's either it's either five or seven. I can't remember how many regions it is in the country. 
But these fires have affected each region. Several area departments respond to fire at Smithfield Foods. Y'all know who makes Smith, what Smithfield Foods makes? Smithfield Foods makes your Tyson, they make your, uh, uh, what, your hams, your packaged hams. They make a majority of the packaged foods that we find in the store. A lot of the meats, Smithfield hams, they make a lot of that stuff that we, we, uh, we buy. The bacon and everything, Smithfield makes a lot of that stuff. So this yeah, chicken pot pies, that's right, Denise. That's what I was trying to remember what they do. They make the, they make the chicken pot pies, okay? Explosion causes fire at Oregon potato chip plant. They done got the chips. Oh, my God. They done got to the chips. Ah, oh, sorry. I don't need to be eating them on that stuff anyway. Fire causes over $100,000 in damages at San Antonio food processing plant. That's right here home. Apostle Eric, ain't that right there where y'all at? The fire caused $100,000 of damage to the San Antonio food processing plant? Mm-hmm. Fire rages McCrum potato processing plant in Belfast, Maine. Oh, my God. Then they got another chip plant. Well, potatoes. Potatoes are in everything. That's a staple that they use to make a lot of things. This is what you can use to make a lot of meals with. So, no freeze-dried, no, uh, you know. Instant potatoes, I guess. Multiple alarm fire at food processing operation in, How- in, in Hamilton Mountain. That was in January of this year. Louis Dreyfus reports fire at largest U.S. soybean biodiesel plant. Now, this one right here, some of these articles you got to really take a look at because I know they're not big, bold writings, but this one on the, on the right column, Midways down, this middle one right here, Louis Dreyfus reports a fire at the largest U.S. soybean biodiesel plant. This one right here, to me, is one of the worst ones. Why? Because soybean is used in everything. You eat at McDonald's, guess what's in your meat? Soybean. You like that Marib and be glad when the Marib is back, guess what's in it? Soybean. But not only that, it's used to make biodiesel. And who uses biodiesel? 18-wheelers. So not only are they catching you at the grocery store, they catch you at the both ends on this one, meaning you ain't going to have gas getting, you ain't going to have diesel to get the truck to the grocery store. And when the truck does get there, it's going to probably be empty. You see how this stuff becomes a major problem and disruption. That's right, Denise. Transportation and logistics to get in your both ends. Memphis Fire Department responds to three-alarm fire at Kellogg Company. What does Kellogg make? All your kids' cereals, your Fruit Loops, Golden Grams. Do they still make Sugar Smacks? I remember Sugar Smacks. They still make that. All that stuff like that. Explosion at fire reported at Cargill Neutrina Feed Mill. Now, what is a cargo in the tree to feed mill? They, they, they deal with fertilizer. Fertilizer. And what do you need fertilizer? You need fertilizer to make the plants grow. So now you got a, uh, a, a fertilizer plant. They used, to, they used some of the stuff here to make fertilizer. Has now been disrupted. Y'all remember the 10 years ago we had the fire and they celebrated, what, the 10-year anniversary of the West Texas uh, fertilizer plant explosion? That was just this past week. 
So we have all these things right now that are happening that many don't even really understand. And they're trying to figure out like, why is there no food? It's a supply chain shortage. No, something is happening to the distribution and the manufacturing of food. The distribution and manufacturing of the food. So are we witnessing the beginnings of some of these things that we saw in Revelation? That's the real question. And if you think it's just coincidence that it's happening to us, I'm going to show you a passage of scripture here in the Bible that's going to help you understand something. Because I think a lot of people miss this. When they read Revelation 6, and I see a lot of evangelical preachers, they, 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 they try to use this as a point to talk about whatever they're going to, Perry Stone, John Hagee, all of them try to use this right now as a means to, to try to give the depths of what's really going on. But I don't think they really understand what's going on. Because this is not a worldwide situation that we're looking at right now. This is something localized to the Western Hemisphere. Why is that? There's a scripture in the Bible that goes into that. Let's go. Let me find it here real quick for you. Yep. Okay. All right. Let me find it over here. Let me pull this back up real quick. Let's go down to Revelation chapter six. And let's see here. Uh, Yeah, let's start at verse five right here start at verse five revelation chapter six verse five and i'm gonna point something out to you that you probably never really looked at if you've read revelations before like i said we're going into this and i'm going to go into greater detail on this when we get into chapter six i think we're starting at chapter uh four next week we'll be going back and I had to do an impromptu about this but we're going to probably get there in the may we're going to get into chapter six and i'm going to go into great detail then But let's look at this. In Revelation chapter 6, verse 5, it says, And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld a low, a black horse, and he that sat upon him had a pair of balances in his head, in his hands. What's that? Scales. Balancing scales. Verse 6. And I heard a voice in the midst of the fourth beast say. Now, when it says in the midst of the beast, there's a reason why that is, and we're going to go into that. So I'm going to give you. Come back next week. We're going to go into, we're going to talk about that in the midst of the beast. Because there's a reason why it says in the midst and not out of the beast, not out of the mouth of the beast, but in the midst of the beast. There's a, there's a big interpretation there that a lot of people miss. And when I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, a measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley for a penny and see that thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Y'all ready? Here it is, verse 7. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And his name that set upon him was Death. And hell followed with him. This is the part that most people overlook and, and miss in Bible prophecy. And power was given unto him over the fourth part of the earth. He was given a power over the fourth part of the earth. Not the entire earth, the fourth part of the earth. Well, what was the fourth part of the earth? I'm glad you asked. The fourth part of the earth was the Western Hemisphere. 
the New World, America, South America, North America, Central America. And where is the food, the lack of food happening right now? In the fourth part of the earth. Yep. Because God blocked man from coming to the fourth part of the earth until Christopher Columbus came. I have a book in there on the bookshelf about that too. I think it's down there. Babe, you want to grab it? I think it's on the bottom shelf. It's either on the second shelf or the bottom shelf on a bookcase. It's called Christopher Columbus in the fourth part of the earth. And so that part right there is what many people list because it's right in the, in the midst of a verse, in the middle of a verse. And if you, if you look, if you're not really trying to really get an understanding and studying it word for word for what it's saying, or if you don't understand geography when you was in school, you might have forgot about it, okay? Because most people don't tend to really look at this stuff when they get out of high school. If you're, if you're not really, yeah, that's it. Yeah, this is it right here. Yeah, this is it right here. Book right here. An astonishing, let me get it right there if I get it, okay. An astonishing epic of global discovery, imperial amb- ambition, and the birth of America, the fourth part of the world. What did the Revelation 8 say? And power was given unto him over the fourth part of the earth. Boom, there you go. So when people ask, oh, America ain't in Bible prophecy. America's not in, 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 in mention of Revelation. Yes, it is. You just saw it right there. Revelation chapter 6, verse 8. So you could tell your pastor about that one. The fourth part is America. That part right there. And what was and what power was he given? The power is given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to do what? To kill with the sword. What do you see happening right now? <laughs> We've been watching that for the longest. And with hunger. Now, what are we talking about tonight? We're talking about food disruption. We're talking about loss of food. What's going on with the food? What's going on with everything? Why, why can't we get food? Why can't the babies get formula? Because there's been a power released upon one of the horsemen's what? To have power over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword and with hunger and with death. And with the beast of the earth. Now we ain't seen that just yet. But it's coming, y'all. Y'all remember that movie that came out um, a couple of years back on NBC called Zoo? Where it's like the animals got infected with something and they kept going and, and it kept coming out of their areas and killing people, killing humans? That's in the Bible. You, you see a part of it right here, but it's mentioned many times in the Old Testament, okay? Ezekiel talked about it, matter of fact. So this right here should make you really, 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 really think about a little bit what you're, what we're, why we're going into the book of Revelations the way we are right now, because I'm going to be uncovering some things that many people have overlooked and your pastor have not told you. And people say, oh, America will never be judged. Oh, yes, it will be. Why? Because this says it right here in Revelation 6, it will be. And when we go back and further in the chapter, you'll see what new Babylon, what Babylon is. And Babylon has fallen. Revelation 12 and Revelation 13, we're going to get into all that in great detail. 
So again, if you haven't gone and subscribed to my podcast, go on over to Anchor. Subscribe to it there because we're going to upload this whole series is going to be uploaded over there on Anchor. Just in case YouTube or Facebook kicks me off, you can get the truth. I am not going to let it stop me because this right here is something that we need to understand and know in great detail. Why are there food shortages? But is the media going to tell you this? Oh, this is a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Heck no, they ain't going to tell you that. They don't even want to mention the name of Jesus Christ. Yet alone Yeshua, Yeshua HaMashiach, they definitely ain't saying that. But this right here should make you really think about it. And power was given to him over the fourth part over the earth, the fourth part of the earth, to kill with the sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. And so when we see these stores have not have enough food, and it really breaks my heart that there's not enough for the babies. That's the part that really gets me. This stuff right here. This should have the world, this should have America at a point of repenting right now. Literally. If this ain't a reason to make America repent, I don't know what else is because, but, 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 but we know, we know if we keep reading down revelations, we're going to get about that. The harlot and rise the beast and says, I am not a widow. That's, that's being, that's being boastful. And unrepentant. And what happened? Judgment happens right after that. She's made to mourn. Because she thought she was not a widow. So this right here, food shortages, this should make everybody repent right now. But if you know these things, what's the old saying goes? If you know better, you do better, right? So now we know. And just like my old age will tell you. And knowing is half the battle. (laughs) Knowing is half the battle. So now you know why we have food shortages. Why? Because what have we been dealing with? The past two years, there has been a lot of death in America. And some people tend to believe that the official numbers that have died from COVID is off. It's way more. Way more. And, and, And we have had way more than most countries. And why is it? Because we've been doing stupid stuff. We have been having people over us that have been trying to, like you said in the beginning of this chapter, trying to conquer. Don't believe me? Let's go back real quick. Let me see if I can go this real quick. I don't want to go here too much, but I'm going I'm to go there. Revelation chapter 6, yeah, six verse 2. And saw so behold, uh, uh, behold a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow. And a crown was given unto him. Do y'all know what the Greek meaning for crown is? Corona. Hmm. Or the Latin meaning. Yes, the Latin. The Latin meaning for crown is Corona. So when you have someone that's trying to conquer you. And they're wearing a crown. They're wearing a virus. <laughs> yeah, my wife said, uh, just like the liquor, right? <laughs> the crown. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. It's Greek, 
Oh, yeah, it's Latin. That's right. These thank you, these the scholar right there. It's Latin. That's right. To go forth and to conquer. And what has been happening to us for the past two years? We have been, they have been trying to conquer us ever since. Why? Mandate after mandate after mandate after mandate after mandate, only to make you submit. And how do they get you to submit? <laughs> they get you to submit by taking away your food. Uh-oh. Yeah, I watched that video, Tish. I watched it. <laughs> yeah, I matter of fact, I sent it to some people too. Yeah. There's a video, if y'all on, on there's a social network called Rumble, if y'all have not gone on there yet. Matter of fact, I'm going to do this. If there's a video that came out that, um, it came out two weeks ago called Watching the, Watch the Water. If you are, if you want to know how they have been trying to conquer us, okay, and I need you to have a very open mind about this. And I need to, re, I need you to really pray before you watch this. I mean, really, 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 really pray. I mean, get, pray in your heavenly language. Do what you need to do to get into the spirit and the presence of God. And then ask him to reveal this truth to you. And to open your eyes and to open your ears because they're, you have to do that first before you watch this, this, this documentary. I think it's like 50 minutes. And when I watched this at work, I was, I was mad to the point that I could have almost punched the wall in my office. But I was relieved because it was some of the very stuff the Holy Spirit had been telling me in 20, at the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020, it's what the Holy Spirit was telling me. And I was like, no, nah, that guy can't be, no, nah, that's no. Nah. But I had to repent because the Holy Spirit told me it was that. But I didn't, I didn't quite believe it because sometimes, you know, some people say I'm a little too far-fetched and stuff when it comes to certain things, okay? So I don't tell a lot of people a lot of things because the simple fact is I know they're not ready for it, including my wife. There's some things I won't tell my wife because I know they're not ready for it. And that's just the burden of the call. Prophets, there are some things that the Lord would tell you. He'll tell you to hold it, don't tell nobody. Because that's for an appointed time. Don't believe me? Look at Daniel chapter 12. Daniel chapter 12, what did, God, what did the angel tell Daniel? Seal it up until the time of the end. Knowledge will go to and fro. And Daniel did not, he sealed up that very part of what he was told. And for years, men have been trying to figure out what, what God told Daniel. But here's the crazy part about it. The Catholic Church already knew what Daniel had known because there was another book in the Bible that the, that the interpretation was given to him. And that was Ezra in the book of second Ezra. If you want to know what, what the angel told Daniel to seal up, look at second Ezra. That's one of the apocryphal books. Look at it. It, te it tells you plain as day. And we're going to get into that because that's another thing that helps you understand revelation. We're going to get into that probably when we get into chapter seven, we're going to pull out some of that stuff because it's in there. But when the Holy Spirit told me this stuff, I did not want to believe this. I was like, oh, no, no, no. But this is what I said one time before. Know your prophetic timetables. 
But those of you who, who the Lord speaks to and you write your words from the Lord down, put a date on it. Know your timetable when those things come to pass. Because I know my timetable. My timetable is about two years. That's why for those of you who are on here to follow me on Periscope, what did I say in 2018? There was going to be a global pandemic. I said that before anybody else ever said it. And people called me crazy when I said it was going to be a global pandemic. People called me crazy when I said it was going to be a global pandemic in 2018. And what happened? Exactly two years later, we got a global pandemic. You remember that, Tish? I know Tish remembers that. And when it happened, what did I do? I went over to the bookcase. I grabbed my book of prophecies. And I opened it up and I gave it to my wife. And my wife can attest to it that in there I had wrote there was going to be a global pandemic. That was in January of 2020. And I wrote that December of 2018. And so when those things kind of, when you start to understand those things and those timetables, when the Lord started speaking to you, knowing, trust and believe, you might not get the whole interpretation at that moment, but trust and believe, if you know your prophetic timetable, you'll, you'll, it'll, you'll, it'll come. Just like the scripture says, we prophesy in part and we know in part. That's why I'm not one to jump up all the time and be so quick to be proclaiming a word of the Lord like some people do. That's not my mantle. I don't do that because I know where I know where I am. OK, some people can get on here and prophesy to the to the blue in the face and out of breath and everything like that. But if you given so many words like that, how is somebody going to remember what you what you gave? Are you going to have a transcriber there that's going to transcribe every single word that you gave on a live? No, probably not. Well, YouTube now has transcription services, so maybe you'll download that and keep that. But, you know, God bless you, uh, Lady Virginia VA. Good to see you on. But these things right here is what was was what I have come to understand. And so because the Lord told me that in 2020 that there was something with the water, I didn't believe it. And it's like, now I'm like, God, if I would have just held on to that. And yes, I miss it sometimes. It's like everybody else. I'm not ashamed to say I miss it. Okay. And, and I miss it mainly because I don't understand it. It's like I told the, uh, the, 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 the staff, FDA staff the other day. I said, hey, when you get those things in your spirit and we all get it, but we don't, we don't communicate it. Remember what the scripture says. We prophesy in part and we know in part. Your part might go with my part. Might go with their part. And then with, because we have all these parts, we now have a complete puzzle. But that one part that you got ain't going to make sense to you until. Mm, get that. So, yes, that's why it's important to be in the company of prophets and other people, prophetic people. So that way you can sharpen and hone your gifts that the Lord had given you. So you can get an understanding. So that you don't fall into any trap of the enemy. Because many people fall into traps right now because they lone wolves. They stay out there on whatever they want to do. And they don't, they don't go fellowship with this person. They don't go over here and, and, and they hang out. They don't do none of that stuff. They stay right into their own place. And because of that, they can't get any more revelation. I love hanging out with my prophetic people because it's necessary, especially right now for such a time as this. You're trying to figure out where to go get food, man. So I'll tell you, if you post Shaquan, when she posted that, I'm, I don't know how you found it or who 
got it for you, whatever. But I, I, I believe it because you, you put the request out there for assistance that it was going to be given unto you. And because you had uh, not just you praying, but other people praying. That's what opened up the door for that. That's why it's important that if you be prophetic, be, be around intercessors. Be around intercessors. What's the word? You have not because you ask not. <laughs> and many of us still miss that part. We, we too ashamed. We too ashamed to ask for help. We too ashamed to ask for assistance. There's some things I have people that I have confidence that I will say, hey, look, the Lord told me this. Let me share this with you real quick. And, 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 and pray and see if this is from the Lord. Sometimes I'll do that with my wife and I'm like, oh, so, oh she'll give me something. I'm like, yep. And she, many times she don't realize how much she confirms stuff for me because I don't tell her stuff. <laughs> I don't tell her that deep stuff. Cause like some people say, I, I give people a headache sometimes. Our familiar probably know, but yeah, I, I give people a headache sometimes. And that's just, that's just it. You know, Hey, I don't do it intentionally, but I realize, man, we're in a time right now like no, like never before. There's there. I mean, I'm excited and I'm nervous and I'm a little bit scared in the sense that I don't really fear much of anything. But, you know, that's just me. Because this time right here is where many people should be right now. Like, look, the word of God is alive right now. The very things that he gave us 2,000 years ago is alive and happening right now. And I'm going to, I'm going to, um, as we get down to this revelation part, I'm going to show you some stuff in revelation that's already been fulfilled. But many people don't even, don't even know. This is why I always say it's important to know history because these things will help you understand some things when you understand history and you look at it from a biblical worldview. And not from a fleshly worldview or a historical, you know, uh, what they call it? Um, who are these people that do these archaeologists and stuff like that? I give you a, a world archaeology worldview of stuff. No, when you apply the Bible to history, it always starts to unlock some things. It starts to really unlock some things to where you can really see, oh, my God, this has already been fulfilled. Yep, we're going to get into that, too, and stuff. This is why I believe it's so important right now to go through Revelation because many people don't realize just where we are on the timetable for Christ's return. Because he said all these things will be fulfilled and then it will come. But here's the problem that people have with that is they think all this stuff is supposed to happen in chronological order as it's written. Mm-mm. Nope. Not so. Not so whatsoever. And so with if, if it was happening. Uh, if it was happening in a particular in that particular order in which it was written, then the world would probably be in a little bit better place and stuff. But it's not. I realized this some years ago when I was studying the book of Daniel, and I realized, oh, there's a certain order in the book of Daniel, and when it comes to prophecy, and it's it's not in the order of one, two, three, four, five, and six. It's not like that. It's in a completely different order. I might even bring that out while we're going through Revelation because we're going through Daniel too to help understand Revelations. 
So if you want to get a jump on it, get an understanding, start reading the book of Daniel. Start reading 2nd Ezra, okay? Read that when you read Revelations. That'll give you a little bit of clarity because we're going we're gonna to break this down to the very essence to help you understand why we need to read these books that people told us we don't need to read because these things are important to help you understand. And when you read the beginning of Ezra, he tells you these things were written to give wisdom to those who read it. That's in 2nd Ezra chapter 11. And see, if you'd never read that book, you would never know <laughs> that that was in there. And I'm pretty sure many of us want wisdom, right? We want wisdom to understand God's words deeper, but they don't teach this stuff in seminary. They don't teach you to, to, to read uh, apocryphal books. Why? Because the Catholic Church, is gave, Catholic Church gave us the order in which we should read, and they, even, they didn't even want to put revelations in the original canon. They didn't. They didn't want to put revelations in the original canon. Do you imagine what it would be like to have a 65-book Bible and the thing that would give you the most understanding about his return was completely removed from the Bible, the book of Revelations. The book of Revelation removed from the Bible. Can you imagine what the church would be like today? You wouldn't have no John Hagees. You wouldn't have no Perry Stones. You wouldn't have no, uh, no Left Behind series. You wouldn't have none of this foolishness that these people have been talking about for years. None of it. It would be a completely different church but a highly ignorant one mm. we would be a highly ignorant church because many of us can't find our find our way out of a wet, wet paper bag so we sure couldn't find our way through a bible if we didn't know what we was looking for See, it would be much, you would we would live our life very differently if we did not know we already won. Oh, I hope that gets you right there. See, I've read the back of the book. I know at the end we win. Okay, so because I know we win, it gives me a certain level of confidence, not cockiness, but confidence in knowing what I'm doing. In the end, the devil can't win. See, see, that's the print, that's the whole foundation right there. Why so many in the world today walk around defeated in their mindset is because they have not picked up the Bible to realize if you do this, if you walk this way, you win. <laughs> See that that right there, we win. I bet what that Kurt Franklin song, we win. Yeah, what was that? Uh, Space Jam Two. That movie sucked, but still, that song's still good because we win. If you realize, in the end, we win. So no matter if there is no food, no matter if you don't have gas in the car, no matter if someone in your family's died or you're sick or anything like that, it doesn't matter. Why? Because at the end, as long as you're in the right position, you win. And that's something the devil cannot take from you. So yes, he will throw everything at you, including the bus. But as long as you remain faithful until the end, you win. How many of you want to remain faithful to the end? I know I do. I've, I've been through so many trials and tribulations in my life. I don't even know what it is to quit. Because it's, it's made me a certain way. It was like, you know what, devil? I'm not going to let you win 
And because I said, I'm not going to let you win. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take a knee. I'm not going to bow. I'm not going to tap out. I'm going to keep pushing. Why? Because I know in the end I win. So why would it, what would it be look like if I tapped out before I got the reward? Oh my God. What would it look like if I tapped out before I got the reward? Yeah, we done been through, we done been through hell and high water the past two years. We done been at the deepest lows for some of us. Some churches closed that will never reopen again. Some people I know have had 10 deaths in their family in a matter of three, four months. They feel like they, I can't, Lord, I can't bear no more. But what did he say? He said, I won't put more on you than you can bear. So yes, if one more happens, guess what? He gives you the strength to carry on even more. Why? Because he wouldn't put more on you than you can bear. You don't know how much you bear because you've never been tested. You've never improved. See, that was something I didn't preach last week when we was in the live service. See, see, when we talked about how David had to, couldn't wear the armor when he was fighting Goliath because he didn't prove it. See, many of us don't know how to pass the test because we haven't been proved yet. We don't know the depths of our strength. We don't know the depths of how God has already strengthened us and we can be continually praying for it. And we, we haven't seen the result of our strength yet because you haven't been tested yet. See, I, I may not have no big muscles. I may not have anything like that, but guess what? I have strength. Why? Because God has strengthened me and I've been strengthened. Why? Because I have been tested. I have been proved in the test and the trial and the tribulation. And because of that right there, you should have confidence in knowing at the end we win. Mm. See, many of us don't even want to, don't want to be tested. I'm I said, they don't want to be tested. They want to avoid every, oh, you know what they're going to do? Oh, I'm going to go over here. I don't want to do, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want, I don't want to do, I'm going to go over here. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do my thing over here at this other church because this church is tripping. But you, you want to be on the platform. You want to be up here. You want to do this. You want to prophesy. You want to be called on to give the word of the Lord. You want to be doing all of this stuff, but you have not yet been tested to see if you're going to stand or you're going to fold. Mm. I hope somebody's going to listen to this that's going to understand this tonight. Because no matter what happens, I preached this last, I preached this on Saturday. I said, uh, no more anxiety. And the, and the anxiety was because of People not knowing what was going to happen because of the uh, not having access to certain things anymore. See, we, we've lived in this land of America and, and, and have have learned that we, we have access to certain things that other people in the world don't have access to, that we're living the good life and everything of this nature. But none of us ever expected to be in a situation we've been in for the past two years. Two and a half years. None of us ever thought that there was going to be a day when you go to the grocery store, there wasn't going to be no toilet paper, there wasn't going to be no food. And if it was going to be food, you weren't going to get the thing you wanted for like another two or three weeks because they had to wait to get to the store. And if you were smart enough, 
<laughs> you will realize the cycle in which stores get products. So you like this, this HEB ain't going to have it over here, but this HB over here is going to have it. If I go an extra five miles down the road, because they, they move stuff around. So you got to learn how to play the game and remain faithful. Because there's been times where the Holy Spirit told me, go here, go there, go. And I'm like, wow, okay, Lord, there it is. Boom, right there. I don't even know what I'm going to look for. And he said, there it is right there. I'm like, what? Oh, that's what I needed. I remember when we got ready to shut down in 2020 and everybody was running to the store to try to get food. And my wife was like, I'm going to get, I'm going to go get some food. I said, go ahead, go now. because. Everybody's getting off work. I was at, I was downtown at work, and I said they were sending us home early. Go go to the store now. We have a grocery store across the street from my house. I said go now. It was already crowded over there, and she's like, "I'm trying to find some some beans and some grits and stuff like that." Yeah, we country. Why? Because because when you when you want to get food, everybody wants to go to the meats, but nobody thinks about the canned goods, the stuff that can last a little while, the stuff that don't have to be refrigerated. And so she went to go get some beans. She said the aisle was completely empty. When she got over there, what did she find? Two cans of beans. She went to go get some grits. What did she find? Two boxes of grits. Everything she found that day was in twos. Which reminded me of how he even saved the animals with Noah two by two. See, he provided a way of escape for them. So by, by him providing two cans of beans and two boxes of grits, that meant he was providing for us in that very moment when everybody else was losing their daggum mind, buying up all the daggum toilet paper. And what did the store start to do after that? They started rationing. You get two of each, two of this, two of that. See, God already gave us what was about to happen then. They're going to start rationing and give you two by two. And what are they doing right now with the inf- with the info mill and everything like that? What are you, limiting two, limiting two. So in this time period where we're dealing with these food shortages and they're going to get a lot worse, y'all. This is why I thought it was so important to talk about this. It's going to get worse. But be anxious for nothing, but pray for all things. I preached about this last week. Go read Matthew six. Verse 25 through 34, go read that and you can see exactly how much God cares for you in this time that we're in right now, that we don't have to worry about clothes on our backs. We don't have to worry about food on our table. Why? Because he cares so much for us that he provides for the flowers and the birds that he will not care. He would care more for us. And so this is the time right now where we really get to see God's power. We really get to see his favor. We really get to see his love, his protection. We really get to see all these things. Why? Because he cares for us that much. So if you know him and you serve him, you worship him, you honor him, you live your life for him, do you not know that he's going to provide a way out for you? That there's enough crazy people in the world right now that will lose their daggum mind the moment gas goes up another dollar. <laughs> another dollar a gallon, people go lose their mind. 
And it's been there before. Here in Texas, we've had, I remember I had a little Volkswagen back in the day. And I was paying over $5 a gallon. And I wasn't making, I was only making half of what I'm making now. And I could barely live on that with a family. That's right, probably. He knows how to take care of us in Goshen. Oh, my God. That's a whole word right there. He knows how to take care of us in Goshen. So when everything around us is going, going awry and turning upside down and you go to your cabinet and you got food in there just to miraculously appear in there and you know you ain't been to the grocery store. You know your accountant is in negative. But you open up the door, you see you got some canned goods in there. Start praising and worship him now because he cares for you that much that he did something supernatural. Because see, I'm a believer. I've seen him do it. He's done it with me. So I know he'll do it for you. Yeah, he's still in the miracle working business. People just say that, but they hadn't really seen anything. <laughs> but see, when you get put in a position where you can do nothing but trust in him, you better believe there's going to be some miracles, some signs and wonders breaking forth. You better believe that. You better believe that. You better believe that because he is just that faithful to his word and what he says. He is not a man and he shall not lie. Nor the son of man that he should repent. So he says if he cares for you, trust and believe he cares for you during this time period. And I believe that's what's going to be one of the things that's going to tip out a great revival in the church when they start seeing the supernatural again. You see, some of us have, we, we, we've only heard about the, the, the great movements of, of, of Catherine Kuhlman and, and all these things of the, the Azusa Street Revival. We've heard all these things and everything, but we never experienced them in our lifetime. We don't know what it's like. See, see, we, we didn't know what, what Big Mama was singing about, uh, about healing in the water and stuff like that. And her going down to the creek and dipping in the water and she getting healed and stuff. See, we don't know nothing about that kind of stuff right now. Why is that? Because movies, the movie industry has desensitized us to the things of God, of supernatural uh, uh, premise. The movie industry has really messed us up about that. The special effects and all that stuff. And yeah, we, we can no longer believe in the supernatural because we have been desensitized by Hollywood. And do you think that's not a ploy to enemy? Why? Because the Hollywood is a tool of the enemy. So do you think he's not going to use visual effects to make it seem like, oh, that's just, that's just stuff of science fiction. No. Moses put the rod in the water and the water parted. <laughs> it, it, there's a part in the Bible that talks about a second exodus where we will walk again on dry land. It's in there. It's, it's, it's in there. It's, it's in there. So if he's talking about uh, again, that means again, it hadn't happened yet. So what is that's for a future time? Why? Because first we have to come to who we are. We have to realize who we are. We have to recognize the sins of our forefathers and repent for those things and get back into position so we could be partakers of those miracles. And when those miracles begin to break forth and begin to happen, oh yeah, that's going to be a whole heck of a lot of hellish mad people at that point. Because they're going to be like, wait, wait a minute, what a minute. Well, we've been over here preaching the gospel. We've been taking it to the world. We've been creating satellite TV and everything like that. What do you mean, your little? Listen, it's going to be some mad people breaking forth. 
When they see us starting to walk in the favor of God in a way that, that makes no sense. You mean a flood came by and the water went around the house and this house is still standing? Yes. Praise God. <laughs> That's right. There's going to be a lot of weeping and gnashing of teeth. Right. We're going to get into that too. Oh, because then part about the two witnesses. Oh, I'm going to break that two witness thing down when we get there. I'm going to break that too. It's going to have y'all really, really wondering like, wait a minute. Hold up. What? A- yes. Because, see, we have we we have allowed Hollywood to tell us a story that was incorrect. And all these end time movies that are coming on, they've all lied to us. They've all lied to us. So we can't believe in the truth anymore, even when the truth is right in front of our face. We have been conditioned by the enemy to believe a lie. And because of that. We will find ourselves left out in Lodabar. Uh-oh. Oh, man. We're going to find ourselves left out in Lodabar because we got no faith. We're going to end up out there in, in, in outside of Goshen where all the calamities are happening. We're going to find ourselves in some places that we don't want to be in because of our lack of, our, our, because of our unbelief. Ain't that what got the children of Israel in trouble many times because of their unbelief? Because of their lack of faith in their sinful ways? That's why we can't be in a position of loving this world right now because this world ain't loving us. <laughs> if the world loved us, the world would feed us. Mm. But the world can't feed us. The world wants to control us. The world wants to do all these things against us. Why? Because we serve the most high. Because we serve the one that sits on the on the throne. The one that created the earth from the foundations of the earth, okay? So we recognize who's in who's in the real control and in real authority, while the enemy wants to exert and grab a hold of this authority and do everything he can to get it. I meant to show this early too, because I think a lot of people don't <laughs> they don't realize just how close we are on some of this stuff. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding me about this. Turn that key off. The whole thing with that scripture in front of me. <laughs> but, but, but let me get this real quick because this is something I post on Facebook the other day. I don't think nobody ever saw this because, again, they shadow banned me. See, when I be posting stuff, I realize I, I do it just to test them. I want to see, are you going let to this, let this go through? Are you going to let this so that people can see this? Or are you going to be one of them ones that's going to block it? Okay, there we go. All right. Here we go. Y'all ready? Let's get this in. Amazon. Oh boy, y'all know y'all have be y'all have a y'all have a a, a a fetish with Amazon. Amazon getting all your money. You can't buy food, but you're going out on Amazon. How many of y'all got got over a hundred items in your Amazon cart? Waiting to buy. Uh don't 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 raise your hand. Don't 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 raise your hand. But this is happening in Austin. It's starting here in Austin, Texas. Amazon, one palm scan checkout rolls out to Whole Foods in Austin. But oh, don't know why I believe the scriptures are true. 
Oh, you be able to won't be able to buy or sell unless you have the mark in your forehand, in your right hand, or in your forehead. Mm. Yeah, y'all need to go read this article, Supermarket News. This it's interesting because many of us have have this technology right there in our hands. You're watching me right now on the technology that pre that that that, that predated this technology, Apple Pay, all that stuff like that. Tap, tap to pay. That, that was all the, and that was all the stuff right here to kind of start conditioning you for this. Why? Because this right here, you don't need a chip. Uh-oh, wait a minute. I thought they said it was going to be a chip in our right hand and in our forehead. Oh, no, it said it had a mark in your right hand and your forehead. Now, you got to understand what that mark is. That mark is a mark of agreement. It's not a physical mark. It's a mark of agreement. Why do you think the scripture says in your right hand or in your forehead? When you meet somebody, when you agree with somebody, what do you do? You shake with your right hand, right? That's agreement. So you got the mark in your hand if you agree with the system. What is the mark in your forehead? That means it's on your mind. That means it's at the forethought of your mind. So the people who are trying to seek for food and can't find food, they will take the mark of agreement so that they can eat. That's why the scripture says you won't be able to buy or sell unless you have the mark. Now, how many of y'all didn't know that? Because a lot of people miss that part. See, they, they want to make it something tangible. This is why I'm going to break down the two witness thing because it's going to mess some people up. Because they always want to make it something tangible. And it's, it's not that. Why, why would the enemy put something in there, something physical that you can see as a mark? That'd be too obvious. Oh, you got a chip in your hand. Oh, don't. I'm going to run from you. Don't, don't do. No, no, that's too obvious. That is too obvious to have a physical chip in your hand. But what does this article say? This article says that they do a biometric scan of the blood vessels in your hand. Your blood vessels, your capillaries and your blood vessels in your hand are your genetic blueprint. That's, a, that's your identifiable Mark your biometrics, like your eyeball. When you see an eye scanner and stuff like that, your eyeball cannot match anybody else's eyeball. Just like the blood vessels in your hand aren't the same as anyone else's. So you could burn fingerprints off, okay? You could burn fingerprints off and they don't grow back. Mm. But your blood vessels in your hand, oh, that's way more secure. So if they scan the blood vessels in your hand that's linked to your bank account, you could pay for food and stuff like that. You wouldn't need no chip. That's right, Teresa, just like using your fingerprint in the phone. I remember the Lord gave me this, gave me this word in 2015. Don't trust this technology. Because all these tools, all these devices will fail you. I believe that word when he gave it to me in 2015. I believe it to be true. And and we didn't have half the stuff back then that we got now. It's so true. Because right now, we're seeing scripture really come to life. And everybody was talking about, oh, the shot. The shot is the mark of the beast. Uh Uh-uh, no, 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 no. It was way more subtle. See, that was too obvious. I got to get a shot just so I can go to work. Okay, that's too obvious. I got to go to shot so I can go to a concert. I got to go to shot so I can go to church. See, that's the obvious stuff. 
You think the devil ain't more cunning than that? <laughs> That's right. That's right. You better study that artificial intelligence because I'm going to guarantee you that right there would be the image of the beast. I believe that to be true. Siri, all, you better not cut on. Any of that stuff like that, all of that stuff is tied to the system. And it's, it's, it's a wonder why it's starting right here. I'm not surprised it's starting here in Austin. Austin and Cedar Park is where it's starting at. Why? Because Austin is a technological hub. A lot of technology is created here in Central Texas. That's used around the world. Twitter got to start here in Central Texas. It was un- I was at I was at the South by Southwest when it got uh, unveiled a couple of years some years ago when it first came out. What was it 2007 something like that? I was at the I was at the presentation at South by Southwest when Twitter was unveiled. And look at where it is now, bought, bought by Elon Musk and stuff. But look at all this stuff that, that's happening right now that we have been for the past year. Oh, man, I'm not getting that. It's the market of beast. Now look what it is. Probably didn't see that. But how many people will look at this article, Supermarket News? Mm-mm. See, these things right here is, uh, it, it'll make you really question. This is where you have to really have the spirit of discernment for these things that we're seeing right now. Because very very easily, if you are not uh, grounded and secure in your thinking, grounded and secure in your relationship with Jesus Christ, and in your word, you can see how some people would really fall for this. Some people will probably think, oh, this, even the people who were in the church. I, that's why I put the question on my Facebook page uh, last week. How many of my church people would actually be? Be thinking this is cool. See, I don't shop at Whole Foods. So the way my checking account is set up, I got a check-in and a savings. And uh, it don't work with Whole Foods. I'm just saying. So it kind of don't even work with Sprouts. But every now and then. But that's besides the point. But, but how many people would actually think that this was okay? Oh, yeah, I can just walk right in there because look, this, this is why, man, listen, as a part of my thing, I teach about security, about, about making sure you're secure. Women, okay, this is why it's important not to have so many things in your hand. Okay, because the moment you walk around, you got your purse in your gut, you got your coat over here, you got your shoes over here, you got another bag over here, you got your laptop bag over here, you got your hands full with everything, where are you going to go and go into your purse and get your wallet out? So something like this for the person who's unorganized and very busy and can't keep up with stuff, this would be a perfect solution. So now do you see how it's easy to fall victim into this? I mean, yep, I, I see it. Honestly, it could be almost an instant trial. Yeah, just put your hand up there. Give it a second. Boop. Okay, you're good to go. <laughs> I mean, I just think about it, y'all. I'm, I'm being, just think about it because this is the kind of stuff that we're seeing right now. So with food disruptions, you, you can see a reset happening right now. A reset happening in society. I mean, people have been talking about this quote unquote great reset that's been going on, which is, this is true. You've been having a great reset in everything, finance, transportation, uh, commodities, gold stock, all this stuff, 
There's been a great reset that's been occurring for the past two years, and many people in the church don't even know what's going hap- is happening. Some do and speak about it, but then they think, oh, that's over my head. I don't really care about that too much. Yo, it has a lot to do with you. Why? Because a lot of the things that you get in your paycheck is all tied to it. Your deductions that you get out of your check for your health insurance, all, all that stuff is tied to the reset that they're trying to bring about. And they even told you what reset they were doing. The reset was for bringing about the new world order. Now, people thought, oh, that's just conspiratorial. No, go look it up. They've even told you in the pet news the past few months. Oh, we're trying to bring about the new world order. Daddy Bush told you that in 89 that they were going to do it. Here we are. Over 34, 37 years, 39 years later, you're now seeing the making of the new world order. It's, it's here. That's it. And so, welcome to it. But the question is, how do you oper- continue to operate in this? Because as for a believer in Christ, it is going to get difficult for us. Just be careful what you hear in the news and stuff in, in, in ideals con- dealing with conservative thinking. It's not, it has nothing, conservative thinking has nothing to do with politics. Contrary to popular belief. It has nothing to do with Republican. It has nothing to do with Democrat. A conservative thinking or a conservative mindset is those who have a mindset rooted in Christ Jesus. That's it. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. So when you start seeing opposition about people who have a conservative mindset, or they're just too conservative, they need to, they need to get rid of this. Why? Because, oh, you want to do everything under the sun? You want to have Bobby, Sue, and Jane change their gender and all that kind of stuff like that? Come on, that's nonsense. God has not changed. Why do you think it's right for you to change it? I know I'm about to get kicked off right here. That's probably. <laughs> Why do you think you can change what God created you to be? I don't think he makes no mistakes. Last I heard, he didn't. So. But all right, y'all, that's it for me tonight. I think I've been gone enough. I hope you enjoyed tonight's show, and I hope you prepare uh, properly for this time that we're in with the food shortages and everything because I'm a firm believer that, um, and we got some we got some work ahead of us. We, we got to get more into our prayer closets, closets. We have to get more on our faces before the Lord, and we just need to get his strength and his, his wisdom and direction during this time period. Because many of us are going to truly be tested beyond what we ever thought we would ever be tested. And I, I don't find it strange that I'm, that I grew up the way I did um, because I used to thought I was so unfortunate that to the, for the life that I get, but I, I really now thank God for giving me the life that I did when I was very young. My mother was sick a uh, majority of my life growing up. And so, and after my mom and dad divorced, we had very little. I mean, growing up with literally $60 in food stamps a month and $40 cash from her Social Security. That was $100 that we had a month. And we lived in the projects and our rent was $17. I'm not lying. This is true. Our rent was $17 living in Ozark, Alabama. And so every time I go back to Ozark, I think about that time. And I, 
I, I thank the Lord for allowing me to experience that because it made me who I am today. Some people think I'm flashy. No, I'm very frugal when it comes to certain things. <laughs> very frugal. I will shop at Goodwill in a minute. Y'all see, I got new merch. So I, have a, I, I might have a new clothing line, baby. I think I had an idea today. Yeah, that'll be some new, new merch from my business. Goodwill, of all places. I could have went and spent $40 for the shirt. <laughs> Same brand shirt, could have spent $40 for it, but I went to Goodwill and got it. And I'm okay with that. But many of us would be like, I'm going to go over here to Old Navy. I'm going to go over here to, to uh, all this other place over here and do this. No, look, I, I, no. I will wear my shoes so my shoes can't wear me no more. Seriously. <laughs> Which I'm getting, I got a pair like that right now. It's funny, my wife bought me a pair of shoes last year, and I barely wear them. But I, I wear these old shoes that I've had almost two years. And I'm, I'm wearing these bad boys down. Because I feel like, oh, I'm not going to wear them no more. I wear these things so the shoes start leaning to the side. They be like, hold up, wait up. <laughs> Just let the things go. I went and put me some more insoles. Oh, I got some more life in these shoes. That's exactly what I did. Forget about putting them new shoes on. I put some insoles in the thing and kept wearing them bad boys. And I'm okay with it. Why? Because I grew up wearing Payless shoes. Pro wings. Y'all remember them pro wings and plastic shoes and Payless? Or Dollar General, whatever you got them from? That's what I had. I wrote clothes from Dollar General. I had socks from H-E-B. That's that's how I grew. And so when we get to this point where we didn't have enough food growing up, when I see this time like this, I really feel for people who had it all the time in their life. That this time is going to make them stretch. It's going to make them, it's going to really put a pressure on them because they don't know how to live with very little. I've lived in the house with no lights on in Colleen, Texas, because the, the, uh, my dad didn't want to pay the bill. He wanted us out the house, so he, he cut the lights off. We had nowhere to go. We lived in the house for two months. No AC, 120 degrees outside in the heat wave of Texas in 1985. I will never forget that. And all we had was popcorn to eat. That's why I can eat popcorn now for a meal, for dinner. I can eat popcorn for dinner and be okay with it. Because the Lord been training me all my life for this. And so I feel like it's my responsibility to warn people about the time that's coming that we're in right now, the time that we're getting ready to get into, and to teach people how to survive through it. Because you can survive. You can, you can go without food for weeks and you can survive on water for days. As long as you got water, the body can't go without water for three days. Three days is the limit. Outside of that, you start to, your organs start to shut down. But if you just had water for, for 10 days, most of us go on water fast for that long, but you can just survive on water. You can go up to, I think it was three weeks without food. But if you had just a little bit of food, just a little bit to ration. You can you can go a long ways with it. That's why sometimes I feel sorry for my kids here at the house because they eat up so daggum much. I'm like, look, y'all don't even know what it's like to have nothing. So anyways, y'all, that's a bit get for me tonight. So I hope you enjoyed the show. If you're on YouTube, make sure you go over to my YouTube channel and subscribe to DK The Watchman over there. Catch this show over there. And so I thank you all for tuning in with me this week. I really appreciate your time and just your prayers and just hanging with me. 
again, thank you all. And I will see you all again next week. So let's go to word of prayer. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for tonight, Lord God. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that has just been leading us and guiding us tonight, Lord God. We just hope, Lord God, that what was said was edifying to your to your people, Lord God. It was pleasing unto your sight and to your, and to your thoughts of this, oh God. We just thank you for just keeping us as you do during this time that we're in right now, Lord God, because we know you care for us and you will provide, Lord God. As long as we remain faithful unto you, Lord God, we just ask you to continue to speak to us, lead us, and guide us, oh God, in the way that we should go, oh God. And we just thank you for just giving us the opportunities even to speak to your people, even to preach it, to pray, to intercede, to lay hands, whatever it is you have called us to do in the kingdom of God, Lord. We just thank you for the opportunity to serve, Lord. And we just ask you to be with us tonight, Lord God, as you even sleep in the very images of death, Lord God. Keep your angels on the four corners of our homes, oh God, watching over us, oh God, throughout the night, Lord God, keeping all attacks of the enemy away, oh God, as we sleep. Lord, we just thank you for your forever loving presence in your son, Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. All right, y'all, so we will see you again next week on Tuesday, same time, 7 p.m., right here on Facebook and on YouTube, DK The Watchman. Peace.